Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special mini-sode, bonus episode of Up for Debate. I'm Sean Jennings. He's Matt Mariani. And, uh, Matt, we are coming on the heels of one of our biggest events of the year we do here on the show, and that would be our a movie league, our, our semi-yearly, I want to say bi-yearly, but that's not right, semi-yearly movie league. Uh, and we just had our big draft for the 2017 Summer League. Um, and I thought this would be a good opportunity for you and I to do a little mini episode, uh, recap the action, and uh, do a little analysis how we think we're going to do, really crunch some numbers. You up for that? Yeah, I'm, I'm always up for it. Now this you're, is up for debate, so I'm up for anything. And we might disagree. You're actually playing, so you're going to maybe be a little biased. I don't know. I really want to talk specifically about how your slate's going to do, but let's give a quick recap for all the folks at home. Um, if you didn't watch a full episode, I highly recommend you do it. It's on upfordebate.tv. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It's a fun episode to watch. We had our six contestants. Um, let's quickly recap what everyone got. Uh, let's start with Colby, who spent all 100 of his dollars. He got... Um, Boss Baby, The Circle, The Mummy, Transformers The Lost Night, The House, Wish Upon, Girls Trip, and Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. He, we aver- Each person averaged about four to four and a half movies. He did eight, so he really went all out. Um, <laughs> Mike spent $99, got Ghost in the Shell, Fate of the Furious, Despicable Me 3, and The Dark Tower. Dan spent all $100, got Smurfs The Lost Village, Snatched, Cars 3, Dunkirk, and Atomic Blonde. Matt, you spent $93, got Arthur, Legend of the Sword, uh, Alien Covenant, Captain Underpants, Wonder Woman, and Rough Knight. Phil mm. spent all $100, got Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, All Eyes on Me, Spider-Man Homecoming, and War for the Planet of the Apes. And Sarah spent just $73 and got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Baywatch, It Comes at Night, and the Emoji Movie. Now, folks, if you want to follow along at home all summer long, you can do so on our website, upfordebate.tv slash movies. And right before we wrap this conversation up, I'll tell you how you can compete and win for some prizes yourself. Matt, overall, how do you think you did? How, how is Matt's slate? Did you get I what you wanted? What was your strategy going in? And did you get what you wanted? I wanted Captain Underpants, and I walked away with Captain Underpants. You were thrilled. So you were like cheering when you got it. I was. I'm still thrilled. That that to me is was the biggest success of the draft. And you I, paid I, fifteen I, bucks for it. Was that about what you absolutely. wanted it for? That, that was that was the uh, steal. I think that was an absolute steal. Wow. I'm going to see the movie at least three times. Wow. So that's like. <laughs> Right, so that's some percentage of the box office. Now, what yeah, do you so, what do you do? You want to put a, a box office number on that? What you think it'll do? What's like? What is the average for like a kids movie? So I would say the floor is is about one to one fifty. All right, I think it's I would gonna say make- Secret Life of or put it this way, Sing, which was the biggest animated movie of the winter draft. Did I think at the end of the day did about two sixty? I Finding Dory last summer, which was the biggest one last summer, did like three sixty. I'll I'll say it's gonna make it won't make Finding Dory money, but I'll say it's gonna make. Um, sorry, there's like chocolate on my keyboard or something. <laughs> I don't really know where that came from. <laughs> um, I I don't think it's gonna make Finding Dory money, but I would I would say it's gonna do probably better than Angry Birds did. Angry yeah. Bird, I don't know. Angry Birds didn't make that much, but I think it's gonna it's gonna do better than that. Is it was a kids book? I don't know how popular the book is, but I read it. I know oh, a whole bunch was, of my, my friends read it when oh. they were in third grade. 
but is it popular for kids today though that's really the question i mean i think it's only i think it has only grown in popularity okay because they, they made like 50 of these books they it's did. like they made a crazy amount i only read like the first two or mm-hmm. three but i thought they were funny so i'm hoping and ed helms is in it yeah, the trailer looked really great. I was actually, I was like, had low expectations, and I was really impressed with the trailer. So, yeah. Now, can you? Do you think you could put the trailer up for the fi- the fine folks at home? Will they be able to watch the trailer with us? Um, is that, is that a possibility? Oh, I can put it up. You won't be able to hear it if I. Okay. That's do fine. So. I'll, I could watch it along with them. Well, but you won't be able to see it either because you're just going to see me watching it. <laughs> no, so, I mean, I'll, I'll put it on my computer. And watch okay. It. All right. There you go. I'll, well, I'm going to put it on mute here and you can watch the trailer. What I'm, what I was really yeah. impressed by is it's like the exact animation style of, of, the, book. of the book, which, which is, I thought was actually pretty good. And I was afraid they were going to, cause it's a DreamWorks film. I was afraid they were going to make it look like, you know, Shrek and some of the other films they've done. And they really didn't. They stuck to a cool animation style and it looks, it looks like a lot of fun, but you know, I've also seen great trailers that turned into terrible movies. So of course. But I mean, what, I mean, take that and stack it up against the other kids' movies this summer. I mean, the Emoji Movie. I still think that was a really good buy. Whoever got the Emoji Movie, well, who Sarah is that? Got Mike? It, Sarah, Sarah got it for nine, which okay. is for kids' movie. She could get value out of that. I don't think it's going to be the biggest of the summer. I think the biggest advantage Captain Underpants has is if you look at the calendar, um, mm-hmm. they. It's not surrounded really by any kids' movies. Before it, you've got Boss Baby and Smurfs, but they'll be out of theaters by then. And you've got Cars 3 in a couple weeks, but really it owns the kids' market for the time of year. Cars 3 is almost going to be in the wake of this movie, so I think it's in really a prime spot to... I think that's why Sing did so well. It really was the only animated movie at that time when it came out. So I think it'll have that advantage of if you're going to take your kids to a movie, this is going to be the only option you have for two to three weeks in the middle of the summer, peak summer. Well, that's it. Yeah, that's that's. I think that's what it. Uh, I'm banking on now. Do you think parents will be deterred from taking their kids to go see Captain Underpants because it's inappropriate? I think I think the trailer does an okay job of selling it. I don't. I don't put it this way. If the parents are put, if you assume the parents are completely unfamiliar with the book, then I think they'll take them to see the movie because I don't think they'll quite know what they're getting into. Um, cause I think the trailer kind of shies away from that. So it's all going to come down to good marketing on their part and how they sell it. I agree. I, I think it's, well, it's a wait and see kind of thing, but this could be the, uh, the secret life of pets of this, this season. It, I mean, cars three, yeah. car three for me, if you, we just want to talk kids movies, right? Boss baby Smurfs. We're talking small money. Kevin Hart. And I'm at hell. Check out the sneak peek. Button. I think your computer's talking. Um, Captain Underpants is going to do good, but all we really have for animation is Captain Underpants, Cars 3, and then the Emoji Movie. I mean, it's not a big summer for animation. Oh, and Despicable Me 3. That's going to be big. Yeah, we we can't forget about the Minions. And uh, And that's going to be good money. I mean, which of those three, Captain Underpants, Cars 3, Despicable Me, makes the most money in your mind? Because if you go Despicable. by if you go by who bought it for the most money, Despicable Me went for twenty four bucks, Cars three nineteen, which I think is a steal, uh, and Captain Underpants at fifteen. See, I don't know. I was gonna say it's really between Despicable and Underpants, but I mean, are parents gonna come out and take their kids to Despicable Me three? I don't know. See, I, the the typical rules just don't apply for kids movies, like. You know, second 
movies and third movies tend to not do as well as the first one except for kids movies i think that they do just as well if not better i don't have any any information to support (laughs) that no i think you're right i think especially for franchises like despicable me which if you look at the original there was no real reason for that to be a success um and it was cars 3 is pixar i mean they have a built-in credibility that despicable me 3 now has it didn't have when it started um so I think, yeah, I think it's going to be those three really battling it out for, for the money. I think the advantage you have, Matt, is you only paid 15 for it. If you had paid 25 yeah. for Captain, I'd say, well, okay, you know. But you paid 15 and then you go ahead and partner it with your other movies, which is uh, King Arthur, Alien Covenant, Wonder Woman, and Rough Knight. And I think you've got a decent slate. So let me ask you, Matt. You've, you've looked at uh, the six contestants. You've looked at the stat sheet. Make your pick. Give me your top couple contestants, and at the end of the day, who you think is going to win. To be honest, I think the, I think, I think Sarah is going to take it home for really? sure. Really? Oh yeah. Now she wow. bought she, Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, Baywatch. It comes That's at night, and it. the Emoji movie. It's going to absolutely kill it. And I think the Emoji movie is going to do really well. And I think those two things are just going to just power her through. I think I'll wind up somewhere in the middle, uh, middle of the pack, I would have to say. I mean, I don't think I got any I, – I wasn't playing by the same strategy as um, I was in the last season, the winter movies, where I went for those – the um, went for the jugular, I guess. I mean, look at Phil last season. He uh, broke out with – what was it? With Rogue One. Yeah. And he almost, he almost won the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He almost won the whole darn thing with Rogue One. Um, really the strategy here, I think we've kind of tested and proven is save your money and go for the, go for the, the, the ones, you know, are going to sell tickets. But you have to, sur- that's why Phil lost though, is cause he only had one giant movie and you had two giant movies so in strange, fantastic beasts, Lego Batman. You, for me, I like I like to do baseball analogy, right? Is it a grand slam, a triple, a double, a single foul ball? Um, and when I look at this, when I look at this, Sarah, to me, I had her in, ending up in third, maybe fourth, because she has a grand slam in Guardians, probably the biggest movie of the summer. Baywatch, it comes at night. The Emoji movie, I mean, those are like doubles at see, best. I think that might be where we differ. I think the Emoji movie is going to be a pretty big movie. Unfortunately, it looks horrible, but I just think that's what the kids are into. So they're, they're going to go see it. I mean, they're go- look well, do i think if i have to put a number on it today i mean i think 150 isn't unreasonable which is which is decent for you know that's not unheard of for a kids movie but it's not we're not talking underpants money we're not talking cars money here i mean it's the emoji movie it's never it's not a sequel it's not a known franchise i know you say everyone knows what an emoji is but it's not like it's based off of a popular tv show or book series you know the, the narrative part is, I think, what's going to scare people off. They're going to say, well, I know emojis, but I don't know any stories about them. <laughs> How can you make a movie out of that? So it's a question mark for me. Could she win? Absolutely. But honestly, I'm going to give it up to you. I think it's going to be a battle between you and Phil. I really do. I was just going to ask, what, can you run through the movies that Phil has again? Yeah. Well, here's what it is. He has three home runs, in my mind. He has Pirates of the Caribbean. He has mm-hmm. Spider-Man Homecoming. And he has War for the Planet of the Apes. And he also has All Eyes on Me, which is going to be pennies. But... Um, Hold the phone here. You think those are home runs, those movies you just mentioned? Spider-Man Homecoming is a home run. Unequivocally. Unequivocally. Okay. It's a Spider-Man movie, Matt. Okay. It prints money. 
War for the Planet of the Apes. No, the not anymore. I, I, I'm going to beg. Oh, my God. Coming off of Cap, uh, Captain America Civil War? Are you kidding me? Tom Holland, new Spider-Man. Marvel's involved now. People are psyched. This I thing is going to have... Nobody promotes a movie like Marvel. Nobody sells a movie like Marvel. They're going to sell the shit Spider-Man. out of this thing. I think they killed the Spider-Man. No, absolutely okay. not. People were jazzed now, about the trailer. I'll, I'll give you Spider-Man. I think it's going to do pretty well, actually, because oh, you Sp- have Spider-Man this- will easily do two seventy-five, easily, maybe three hundred. It has it has some some charm going for it. You got a new actor. You got that the really famous actor who's playing the Vulture. I Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Marissa Tomei. Tony Stark is in it. Come on. Yeah. I- I think it's going to do okay. Oh my god! Do, I'll even I'll upgrade that to pretty well. I think it's going to do pretty well. The Planet of the Apes movie is going to absolutely tank. So, Nobody wants to see those movies. They're done. It's over. Are you Planet what? of the Apes? So over. What planet? So, what planet do you live on? Hang on a second. Definitely not the Planet of the Apes. That's for sure. <laughs> you live in the um, Planet of Bad Back Box Office. Planet no. of Captain Underpants. No, um, seriously, Matt. Let me explain something to you. Right. Rise of the Planet of the Apes, which was the first of the reboot, did 176 at the box office, right? Yeah. And what did the second one pull up? 208. It was bigger. I'm telling you, people like these movies. You're talking oh, 200. Nobody likes these movies. Oh, my God. Nobody so likes let me, these Let movies. me break down the, the math for you, and this is why Phil's in good shape, right? Because you've got Spider-Man, which I'm going to put, we'll say conservatively, 250. War for the Planet of the Apes, I'm going to put at 200, so you're at 450. All eyes on me, throwing another 50, right? So we round up. What am I at? 500? 500. 500? And then I think you got a question mark on Pirates. Now, the problem with Pirates is they haven't done one of those in... In forever. In like seven or eight years, however... And what did the, what did the fourth movie in the series rank? The Where, lo- how much did that pull in? So the last one was the lowest box office of all of them. It did 241. So even if you put it at 250, you've got Philip at 750, and I think that's... That's conservative, but I think you're in a you're in a good fighting shop for that. Eh. I, what he could have used is one more medium movie, like a Baywatch or something like that. Like if he had thrown that in there, he really would have done better. All eyes on me was a tough buy. I would have I would have avoided that. Um, that was a bit of a mess. Phil, but yeah, Phil did pretty well. I, think he's got a good I, I still I, I'm not going to go as far as to say he's going to get first. I still think no, that. No, no, I think it's a battle between you and him, and I think Matt, you have the okay. other good slate because King Arthur is. Maybe a hundred, nothing big. Alien <laughs> Covenant, no clue, but I think you could get two hundred out of that. Captain Underpants is two fifty. Wonder Woman's gonna be, I think, pretty big. That's gonna be two two fifty, three hundred. That's, that's my meat and potatoes right there. And I'm I'm betting everything on You really need Rough Night to break out. On Wonder Woman. I'm it, really it, hoping she'll come through. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> if Rough Night does a bridesmaids hangover central intelligence type of breakout as as the comedy of the summer. I think you can sail that to a victory. I just I don't see anyone else coming close. Sarah just has one big movie. Dan just has really Cars three, and I nothing else in there is standing out to me as as big money. Dan might actually come in last again, which would be sad. Um, yes. Mike has Despicable Me three and Fate of the Furious, but I don't think that's going to be enough. You know, between the two to make I up have for Mike it. coming in second second place hmm? after Sarah. I think it's going to yeah. be Sarah in first. Wow. And I had Mike coming in second. Wow, we really and Colby's a big question mark. I have no I fucking clue. I think the clue. fate of the Furious pretty well. Oh no, fate will do. No, fate will do good money. Fate, <laughs> fate will absolutely do good money. The problem is you need you can't have one or two big movies. You need a little more kind of depth around you. And and I think Fate yeah. and Despicable Me, but Ghost in the Shell, 
already it's at 19 for its opening weekend. I mean, it's it's zero dollars. It's nothing, right? And so Dark Tower is going to be a big question mark. He needs Dark Tower to do at least 150 to to get him in the race for first. And I just don't know if it's going to be that big. We'll have to see. Um, I don't know. I, I I I guess it really this like you said at the end of the last uh, episode. We like it really could be anybody's. Uh, Anybody's a game. I think, like I said, I really do think everybody is at least competitive. And I think there's a lot we don't know. And stuff does change every time we do this. The rules change. You never know. There's always a surprise. We hit Secret Life of Pets. There's always a breakout movie that surprises us that we weren't expecting. Colby's strategy to me is the most interesting. Because I do think that there may be enough there. The Mummy, Transformers, um, The Circle, I think, could definitely break out. Um... He's got a couple horror films in there, which tend to do decent money in the summer. So uh, it's going to be interesting, no matter how we slice it. But I encourage everyone out there, you can follow along all summer in a couple ways. Upfordebate.tv slash movies is the website. Go there. Spreadsheet is there. You can check in the numbers at any time. You can also follow us at TV on Twitter. We'll be tweeting out the numbers every week to let you know how we're doing. And, of course, you can enter our contest on the website as well for your chance to win an Up for Debate tote bag and an Amazon $20 gift card. That contest entries close on April 17th. So make sure you get in your pick for the highest grossing movie of the year. You can play along right with us. Matt, we got to let the people go, but appreciate everyone joining us on this bonus episode. Um, Check back with us in a few months. We'll see how bad our predictions are.